Season two of the Congressional Western Caucus podcast, a voice for rural America. I'm Chairman Dan Newhouse. Thanks for listening and joining us as we kick off a new year, 2022. Today, we, we have a very special guest, Camille Tootin, who was just recent, in fact, just days ago, sworn in officially as Commissioner of the United States Bureau of Reclamation. Later in the episode, we'll be joined by two guests from my district, Chuck Freeman, who's general manager of the Kennewick Irrigation District, and Craig Geiselink, manager of the Greater Wenatchee Irrigation District, to talk about some of the exciting and innovative steps they're taking for water users in central Washington. Before we get to that, I want to welcome Commissioner Tootin, who has been a friend and partner on many important efforts, both recently and in the past. So. Camille, thank you so much for being on the program today. Good morning, Chairman Newhouse, and hello to the Congressional Western Caucus. Thank you for the invitation today and to, to talk about my favorite federal agency, the United States Bureau of Reclamation. Awesome. Well, welcome. Now, this is our first episode of season two, uh, our podcast, but if you've listened last season, or if you've been following some of our work of the Congressional Western Caucus, you should be very familiar with one of the biggest challenges that we face in this country, particularly in the West, and that has to do with water. Over the past several years, we've experienced like historic drought conditions. And these conditions, uh, coupled with the fact that a lot of our federal water infrastructure is actually decades, if not a century old, and this has a huge impact on families, on businesses, farmers and ranchers, and rural communities throughout our part of the country. For example, in my district, we, we typically get about seven inches of, of rainfall a year. And that's not a lot for one of the most productive agricultural areas in the country. But fortunately, years ago, government plus our ancestors, our forefathers, had the foresight to install huge water infrastructure projects that provide storage, delivery, irrigation opportunities, energy production, and and many, many other benefits to our communities. But as I said, a lot of that infrastructure is aging. It's, It's literally crumbling and in desperate need of repair or maintenance and updating to meet the challenges of growing populations and demands on water. A large majority of the water infrastructure in our part of the country is overseen by the Bureau of Reclamation. I'm delighted to welcome Commissioner Tootin to discuss some of our past work together, as well as how we can continue to ensure we have the water supplies, the delivery, and that important infrastructure that we need. Camille, you're a native of the West, And the two of us has worked together over over the years to improve Washington State's water infrastructure. Could you share a little bit about your background with our listeners so they can get to know you as as well as the importance of the Bureau of Reclamation for the Western United States? And perhaps if you want to share some of the same thoughts that you shared with us at the uh, Western Caucus Foundation's Winter Roundtable last month and 
hometown of Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank you, Chairman. Yes, absolutely. I am a Westerner and I'm a Nevadan. And while most of my work is in Washington, D.C., my home and my heart is in the West. You know, you all were just in Las Vegas. When we moved to Las Vegas, my dad was restationed there when I was a child uh, to Nellis Air Force Base. And anyone who's been there knows that one of the largest reservoirs built by the United States Bureau of Reclamation, Lake Mead, is our backyard. Hoover Dam is there too. And so it really is a part of who I am um, and how I grew up. I'm not unique like many Westerners. Water is a part of our communities. It's a part of where we get our drinking water, but certainly part of the economy and, and it powers our communities and literally powers through hydropower. And so this is just a tremendous opportunity for me to be able to serve the American public and certainly serve the West in leading this organization with the Bureau of Reclamation. Well, thank you. And I, I just got to say that I'm really glad you were chosen to serve in this role at, at Reclamation. It's certainly refreshing to have someone overseeing the Bureau who truly has the interest of our communities at heart. Because as you said, this is, your heart is in the West. We, we've discussed a bit about the, the role the Bureau plays throughout the West. What would you say are as incoming brand new commissioner, what are some of your top priorities for the Bureau for the next few years? So one of the things that we saw starting last year in January was this unprecedented drought, not just in the Pacific Northwest, but the entire West. What we saw was, you know, most places our snowpack was normal. Snowpack is our largest reservoir. And as the spring progressed, Temperatures were hotter, the soils were dry, and what we saw was near record low runoff into our reservoirs. So that severely impacted how we operated this year in the West, whether it's in the Central Valley of California, Klamath Project in Oregon, and certainly the Colorado River, it was the same fact pattern. And we took this water year of 2021 to manage in the moment. How could we use our operational flexibilities? How could we use financial uh, flexibilities? And thank you, Chairman Newhouse, uh, in your support of our reprogramming of $100 million in 21 to be able to directly get at drought last year, but also how do we look forward to the future? And so in water year 2022, I look forward to working with all our constituents, recognizing that it might be another dry year that we are operating our projects in unprecedented times. Uh, we're starting our reservoirs, most of them across the West at low lake levels and really figuring out how we look at those opportunities. But looking forward to the future, I think we, the uh, implementation of the bipartisan infrastructure law, the $8.3 billion investment in the Bureau of Reclamation, new storage, in aging infrastructure, in dam safety, in water recycling, that is a tremendous opportunity for us. So that is also a priority for our organization moving forward. And finally, you can't just invest in infrastructure without investing in the people. Our workforce is, uh, there's 5,400 public servants that make up the Bureau of Reclamation. 50% of them are retirement eligible. So how do we make it that people want to sign up and be engineers with the Bureau of Reclamation? because we're doing some phenomenal stuff, which I know we'll get to 
um, especially in your district and your home state, just really innovative ways of how we manage water in the West, not just for today, but really for the future. Very good. Commissioner, I think I can speak for the entire Western Caucus when I say that we are more than willing to, to work with you. In fact, more than that, we're eager to work with you on, on these priorities that you've laid out, which no doubt will benefit on all of our rural communities. You know, I, I, in fairness, we should probably let our listeners know just a little bit about how we know each other. A lot of our past partnership revolved around the, the Yakima Basin Project, which is in my district. <clears throat> and this, this project takes into account, gosh, the needs of farmers, of tribes, of local businesses, of of fish, the salmon that, that are so important in the, in the Pacific Northwest, the, the environment, all of our local water users, and in conjunction with that, certainly the local communities. We've had a, um, a lot of different interests to balance uh, uh, through this whole process, a lot of di divergent perspectives and opinions. But the great thing is we've had everyone sitting and staying uh, keeping their seats around the table to keep the process going, to try to figure out how we uh, manage a limited water supply. I've told anyone who listened, my colleagues in Congress, uh, other folks around the country who are working on important projects, that this Yakima Basin project is, is really a, a great example of collaboration and how it could be used as a model for others around the country to tackle these, these really difficult uh, challenges that we face. So can I ask you your perspective on that? Would you agree with me? And how will you use your experience working on projects like the Yakima and your role as commissioner? I would 100% agree with you, Chairman, on the Yakima project. It was a privilege to be able to work on this legislation as part of the staff of this delegation and getting this enacted into law. It is the model in which we should look at other basins in the West. I mean, it's Yakima Nation, it's irrigators, it's conservation groups, it's local elected officials. It's a great partnership with Washington State Ecology, who really puts their funding priorities within the basin too. And within the Bureau of Reclamation, there are very few projects that you can say that we have a dam raise happening with the Clay Elm Dam funded by WINAC money. We have a fish passage at Clay Ellum that we're hoping to complete and get you out there, Congressman, so we can celebrate that success. This year, we just completed the Shockey Habitat Project uh, with the Yakima Nation and Washington State Ecology, connecting you know, critical habitat there right outside of Ellensburg. And part of our drought funding that we received in the 2022 uh, continuing resolution we're sending $7 million to the Yakima project on projects that we can get done now to help build resiliency within the system. And so Yakima is absolutely an example of collaboration, communication. And it wasn't always like this, as you mentioned, this wasn't how it was before, but the, the communities gathered together and said there has to be a better way forward and the better way forward is us working together. And as commissioner, I'll do everything I can to support this, uh, this project, certainly the implementation of the law, and use it as the model as we look at other bases in the West. 
Yeah, that's great. You, the actual project you've accomplished a lot. There's still lots to do, um, and that's why I think it's in. Yeah, we, we build on those successes and continue working on the challenges of providing adequate water supply to so many important uses. So I look forward to working with you, continuing to work with you on that. Absolutely. You know, and if um, people like hops, I mean, they need to support the Yakima project, right? Hops and apples. <laughs> That's right. We, we really have a diverse agricultural area. It wouldn't be the case if we didn't have that uh, uh, precious resource of water. So thank you for, for your hard work there. One of the, um, one of many of the highlights that we realized during the Trump administration that I'm really pleased has continued into the Biden administration is the creation and implementation of, of the executive branch's title transfer process. Uh, we've seen the benefits of this firsthand in central Washington. Uh, so Commissioner, could you tell our listeners a little bit about that, help us understand what, what the heck is a title transfer and why they're so important for lo- local water users? Sure. This is certainly one of the pieces of legislation that I was able to work on as staff of the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee, working with your staff in the House. Uh, what it does is allow for us to be able, allow the Bureau of Reclamation to be able to administratively title transfer uh, pieces of projects that are paid off, that are uh, already operated and maintained by that entity, and that is of mutual benefit to the United States as well as to the irrigation district. What that means for these communities is they are able to own this facility, which means that they could go out there and actually get a loan or get financial assistance to be able to do the upgrades. Um, When it's owned by the federal government, it's very hard for someone to go out to the market to be able to say, I need to get a loan to, to retrofit or to upgrade this facility. And so it's a win-win situation for us. Um, since coming into this position uh, in January, we've completed, well, we'll almost complete four, but we certainly have four in queue, um, New Mexico, Utah, and one of the first ones I signed uh, with the signature of commissioner was Uh, the Greater Wenatchee uh, title transfer. I know that um, we will be expecting Kennewick's any day now, and we'll certainly get that done as well. And so that will bring us to four uh, at the end of this year. And I'm exceptionally proud of it. And thank you for your leadership in pushing that along. Uh, Thanks, Commissioner. That's that's exciting. And we look forward to that as well. And And I know our next guests will go into further detail about the positive impacts that that's going to have. So thanks for your hard work there. Also, Camille, thank you very much for joining me today. Sure. I really look forward to working with you and, and, and continuing to get in there and roll up our sleeves and get some good things done. Any closing thoughts you might like to share with our listeners? First, uh, thank you again, Mr. Chairman, for your support of, of the Bureau of Reclamation, but certainly your support of me in this leadership position. Um, I really am excited about the work we're going to do together in, the, in next year, but also just in the future. I'm very grateful for the support of this administration, certainly Secretary Holland, in working towards the goals to, to better the, Amer- the American West. The Bureau of Reclamation will be celebrating our 120th 
anniversary next year since the signing of the Newlands Act in 1902. Fun fact, the Newlands Project is uh, in Nevada. So there's a nice little tie there for me as a Nevadan with the founding of this agency. And so I fully recognize that next year is a hard water year and would just offer to everyone that uh, we continue to communicate and work together. I have, I'm not, I'm not under any pretense that you'll agree with everything, every decision that I make, but you'll hear it from me and we'll talk about it and we'll work together on the best path forward, whether that get, that's getting through another tough water year, but certainly in the implementation of the bipartisan infrastructure law, which we're very, very excited about. So just thank you very much for the opportunity. I know this won't be the last conversation, but I just appreciate the willingness to continue to communicate with each other. Well, thanks, Commissioner. It's been great having you on, on today's show. I look forward to having you back if you if you agree to come back and visit some more. And I know a lot of the things that are being planned, we'd love to discuss further. And just know that Western Caucus, all the members of the Western Caucus will be very, very eager to work with you because, you know, this, this is one of the most critical issues we faced in the West. Your success as Commissioner means we'll be successful. And so we have a very mutual interest in all of this work. So thank you so much for being with me. In the meantime, we'll pray for snow and then roll up our sleeves and get to work, right? Thank you, Congressman. Go Cougs. There you go. Thank you. Go Cougs. Thanks, Camille. Well, welcome back. Earlier, I had the pleasure of speaking with the Bureau of Reclamation Commissioner, Camille Tootin. Now I'm joined by two friends from the great state of Washington who truly do understand our Western water challenges. First, Mr. Chuck Freeman, who is the general manager of the Kennewick Irrigation District, or the KID, and Mr. Craig Geiselink, who is the new manager of the Greater Wenatchee Irrigation District, or the GWID. So happy new year to both you guys, and I wanna thank you for being on this show with me. Happy new year, and you know, thank you for this opportunity. Thanks for having us. Thank you, thank you, good to see you. So, Mr. Tootin and I discussed the, the role of the Bureau, what, what the Bureau of Reclamation plays in, in managing water infrastructure throughout the West, and the tools both Congress and the BOR have at their disposal to address our historic drought conditions as well as the crippling water infrastructure. So as managers of water irrigation districts, could you tell our listeners a little bit more about GWID and KID? What services do you provide your communities and how do you balance the needs of agriculture and energy and and growing population. Chuck, how about if you uh, take a shot at that first? Uh, certainly. Uh, well, the Kennewick Irrigation District, you know, we're 20,201 acres of uh, irrigated land. Uh, we have a uh, quite the mix of uh, water users. We do have 12,000 acres of production ag, pretty much at the, uh, you know, the extents in the beginning of the district. And then we have suburban and, and urban uh, water users uh, throughout Kennewick, Richland, West Richland, and unincorporated Benton County that we serve. So our uh, customer count base is is quite large. We're over 25,000 
uh, customer counts we take about care of 66,000 people and we deliver to the to the homeowner right to their doorstep uh, so there is no handoff you know wholesale agreement with the cities we're, we're delivering it right to the door and then of course with the agricultural and then like the red mountain system we deliver you know to their either their ponds or their pressurized uh, system through a, a traditional uh, weir for a lot of it uh, for example great great thank you chuck craig tell us a little bit more about about the GWID and about your tenure there. I understand you're brand new. Been here two months on the job. Um, so still still learning a lot, but uh, the Greater uh, Wenatchee Irrigation District, we're located in North Central Washington State. Uh, we serve water to just under 10,000 acres. Uh, something that's really unique about our system is that it's all piped, it's all pressurized. So. Uh, you won't see open canals that you may expect to see or are used to seeing in other irrigation districts. And for that reason, if you're not one of our customers, you may not even know that our district exists, yet we still serve this really critical function in our region and have quite a bit of infrastructure behind the scenes. Our water originates from the Columbia River. It's uh, pumped through about 75 miles of pipes all the way from four foot diameter pipes down to small one inch pipes. <laughs> over 70 large, large and small pumps. You asked about how do we balance the, the needs of agriculture and energy and the growing populations in our region. And something that all of those have in common is that they need water to thrive. And without water, this region, my community would look really different so our most important function is to do our best to provide reliable water at the lowest cost. And we're doing this today by really focusing on improving our, our aging infrastructure. Our system was built 60 years ago and we have a lot of old pipes and pumps and motors out there. Hmm. Well, great, great, thank you and, and welcome aboard. You know, I mentioned earlier how the Bureau of Reclamation is the federal manager of water infrastructure out here in the state of Washington. But as you both alluded to, local irrigation districts really are the true managers of their respective infrastructure and their water needs. One of the newer tools developed in our toolbox to allow local managers to effectively manage water supplies and our title transfer, something, something that not everybody is familiar with. Title transfers, they convey titles from the Bureau of Reclamation to the local irrigation districts for, for facilities managed and operated by the local districts. For many years, I've worked with both of your districts to implement title transfers um, because up, up until 2020, these transfers only could be accomplished through an act of Congress. You know, know how difficult that can be sometimes. Luckily, during the last administration, the Trump administration, we were able to create a process that uh, would allow this to be completed by the executive branch. And so in, in mid-2021, we were finally able to finalize title transfers for both the Kennewick Irrigation District, as well as the Greater Wenatchee Irrigation District, which is an accomplishment that we're all very proud of. So, I want to give you both a chance to tell us what that title transfer uh, has and will mean for each of your districts. And I'll go to you, Craig. Let's uh, let you start. 
Yeah, so tidal transfer is a process that the Greater Wenatchee Irrigation District had been working on for nearly a decade. And it would not have been possible without the hard work of all of those before me. And that includes the past manager, Mike Miller, our board of directors and, and the amazing staff at the Bureau of Reclamation. All of their hard work together contributed to making this happen. So as the new manager, having only been here two months, I've swooped in right at the finish line. And now I get to carry this baton forward and put the new benefits that we've acquired to work. And that is so exciting for me. Um, for our district, this means that we now own all of our infrastructure and all of our lands, everything but the water rights. And what I'm most excited about is that we can now make local decisions on how we manage our system. Uh, tidal transfer will have so many benefits all the way down to the individual water user. And even though this sounds so simplistic, individual water users will have less paperwork for example, to fill out. And some of them are so excited about that. On a bigger long-term front here, uh, we have, we've been doing a lot of planning and uh, our community is growing at a very rapid clip. We have a lot of conversion of uh, agricultural lands to residential. We've had major companies and industries such as Microsoft and Yahoo move into our region. And what this means is that the demand for water is going to be ever increasing. And so we plan to uh, look into seeing if we could, can have any potential future expansion of our district, which would not have been possible before. On a more immediate front, um, what I'm most excited about is that it gives us the ability to deal more appropriately and effectively with our aging infrastructure. Um, as I said previously, we have over 70 old pumps and motors and miles of pipelines and um, tidal transfer has given us access to funding opportunities that we otherwise would not have had. Uh, for example, we just received a 6 million capital improvement bond um, that will allow us to modernize our most critical infrastructure. If our pumps don't work and, uh, and our pipes don't hold water, we wouldn't be able to, to meet the, the needs of our water users and our region, and, and there would be serious impacts to our regions. And so that is what I'm most excited about on the immediate front. Oh, great, Craig. That, well said, I appreciate that. Chuck, you've been involved in this process quite some time. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the impacts or the benefits that KID will see out of this? Yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah, we started the process in 2017. Uh, where the board passed a resolution to investigate the feasibility. Yeah, I was notified by the, the, by the Bureau uh, yesterday that the commissioners expected to sign our uh, title transfer today. And so that'll, that'll be nice when we, uh, we cross the finish line. And, you know, for, for the KID, you know, we have, you know, the, just the customer accounts have grown. I've been at the district going on 13 years and we average uh, new accounts uh, per year on average is of over 275 new homes, new dwellings. And so you have hay fields becoming subdivisions. And, and then you have these uh, easements, which, you know, pipe may be in the way of uh, progress for a developer, let's say, and they want to they want to move it. And, you know, with the Bureau, you know, they're just you know very big, very busy, doing a lot of great things across the West. And 
to have a you know developer needing you know lines moved on paper uh, so he can move a pipeline or what have you. I mean, it, it it takes time. So, you know, for us locally with our huge rate base and the growth has uh, actually been speeding up the last couple of years where we've been over 300 new homes constructed a year. Um, and that the cities, you know, the, we have every Tuesday, we have a, a technical review committee, we call it, and we just review development that's coming at our, in our district. And, and it, you know, it's a, it's a very, very long list. And so with not having to go through the bureau process and go through the KID process where we have all the policies we have for a decade uh, to be able to handle all the development. So it kind of puts those decisions locally. You know, we did have a master crossing agreement with the bureau that we did a lot of that anyway. Uh, you know, now we're we're going to do all of it and, you know, we're equipped to do that. And so you're know, very similar to how a city would operate, put them through the plan review process. We comment, send a letter off to the city, city incorporates our changes. Uh, and so with not having to go through the bureau speeds that up. And, you know, we've had developers, you know, waiting a long time because, you know, the Yakima field office, you know, they have one realtor that's managing the entire Yakima basin. And so it, it becomes uh, very cumbersome and, and so we'll be able to speed it up and you know we have great relations with the city meet with them regularly you know, we're in three cities plus the county and uh and so with the bureau not there you know we're able to achieve the same things that the bureau ultimately would get there just a little quicker uh, because you know decisions are local we know we know the city manager public works director we know the developers and you know you know everyone's uh, you know working to the same to the same conclusion it uh and so you know that is just going to be better for the community uh and then there's other you know for the future other opportunities you know the city is you know with their parks department linear parkways you know they're interested in that uh we do have some you know canals that through our capital improvement program have, are coming offline it's a great opportunity for some you know day in the future to have a pathway where the where the uh, canals used to be and you know connect not only throughout Kennewick, but also connect, you know, Kennewick to Richland, Richland to West Richland, and our infrastructure kind of meanders all through the through those cities, and that's a great opportunity for our community. You know, we're excited. You know, we do appreciate the bureau. They they have a big job. They have a tough job, and so now you know, KID, I guess on the transferred work side, it'll be you know one less phone call they get from uh, their uh, contractors. And so we're we're excited. Uh, the bureau's been a great partner. Uh, for us, you know, it uh, it happened. You know, I think four and a half years was uh, actually pretty quick uh, to to make this happen, and you know, they were a pleasure to work with, and we'll continue working with them because they still, uh, you know, deliver us our water. You know, I, well, thanks, Chuck and Craig. Uh, I think from what you guys have just said, uh, reaffirms my opinion that these title transfers truly are one of the most useful tools that we have to make sure that we are managing, utilizing one of our most limited natural resources, and, and that's that's water. I certainly do, and I know a lot of my constituents trust the uh, expertise that you have, uh, that you understand our local needs uh, much better than a federal agency does. And like you were talking about, Chuck, you can be much more responsive and act quicker. And I think that that ultimately provides better service to, to um, the people you serve. And so that's, yeah, that's really, really important. 
So, um, well, Craig, again, congratulations on your new position. Uh, sounds like you've got a, a lot of great things in store for you and a lot of, uh, I hope you have a great future with, with GWID, the Greater Wenatchee Irrigation District. And I hope you continue to lean on partners that you have right in your own backyard. People such as Chuck down at, in Kennewick. We've got a great, a great group of colleagues to be able to work together with. And I'm certainly looking forward to working with both of you on the important Western water issues that we have in central Washington and around the country. And I wanna thank you both for, for joining me today and, and being part of a great discussion about a very important topic. But so before we go, I'd like to offer either of you, if, if you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to leave with our listeners. Yeah, I would uh, you know, again like to thank you for the opportunity and thank you for your leadership and uh, be good to see you on another tour someday uh, as your schedule allows. Uh, you know, with with without you prodding them along too, you know, part of the process, you know, being involved. I mean, it 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 really helped. And and on behalf of Kennewick Irrigation District, I want to thank you for for your support. Yeah, thank you very much. So. I'd also also like to say thanks for having us today. And um, for myself, I know I couldn't be more excited and optimistic about the future in, in our region and for our district. And the short time that I've been here, I've kind of summed us up as a little district with uh, the ability to take on big challenges and, and do great things. And I really look forward to, to working with um, all of our partners and, and, and serving our community as best we can. So thanks a lot. Great. Uh, Craig from Greater Wenatchee Irrigation District and Chuck from Kennewick Irrigation District. Thank you. Thank you both again. And you maybe didn't realize this, but thank you for helping me kick off season two of A Voice for Rural America. All right, and great. As always, I'm very grateful to all of our listeners for, for tuning in and helping us uh, kick off another successful year. So happy new year to everybody. And we'll talk to you next time. All right, well, thank you. Happy new year. Bye. -bye.